This is the East Trauma Cast. Trauma Cast. With your moderators, Kevin Pei from the Yale School of Medicine, Dave Morris from Intermountain Medical Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, and Matt Martin from Madigan Army Medical Center. This program brought to you by the online education section of the Eastern Association for the Surgery of Trauma, Advancing Science, Fostering Relationships, and Building Careers. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Matt Martin with the East Trauma Cast, and uh, we're here with another uh, great session. We're going to be talking about a uh, exciting new program in East called Invest C, and I'm here with Jason Smith and Ben Zarzar. So uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us, and, and we'll just have you introduce yourselves quickly. Start with you, Jason. Sure. I'm uh, Jason Smith. I'm the Chief Surgery at University of Louisville, and I'm also uh, the director of the research division uh, at uh, East. And Ben? And I'm uh, Ben Zarzer, an uh, associate professor of surgery at Indiana University, and uh, I direct the Center for Outcomes Research uh, in Surgery there. Okay, and uh, I'm also ha- glad to have my co-moderator, uh, Dr. Dave Morris. Uh, thanks for joining us, Dave. Great to be here. Thanks. Okay, guys, why don't we get started? And, and first off, uh, as we were just discussing, uh, uh, somebody saw my email that said Investee and they thought I was onto some hot new financial prospect. So, uh, Jason, why don't we start off and just tell us what, what Investee stands for uh, and, and a quick, you know, two or three sentence of, of what it is. Sure. So, Investee actually stands for Investigator Support Team Core. And it's an idea that we uh, basically, Joe DeBose, uh, as well as Ben and a few others, came up with uh, a couple years ago, actually, uh, that's been working its way through the system at East. And the idea is to try and maximize uh, our uh, support of young investigators through uh, a couple different avenues that we'll probably talk about uh, and help, uh, you know, kind of support the mission of East and the core uh, of East to help develop young trauma surgeons, uh, but also get us the best bang for the buck. And how can we support more than one person by giving away, say, a scholarship or what have you. Okay, and uh, and, and how exactly did this idea first start? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll have to ask Ben that one because Ben and Joe kind of started this uh, and they kind of gave me the lateral to help organize it. So uh, I'll, I'll kick that one to Ben, actually. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think it started off, uh, uh, we, we started talking about um, – you know various ways we could we could help uh, young investigators in within East and started talking about someone who who may be at a place where uh, they don't have a, a good research mentor or um, somebody that they feel like they can approach with the type of expertise that they want, but but uh, but that they're very interested in research. So we thought, okay, well, what could we do to help that person? And um, and we thought. Having a group of people within within East who've had some success with research, um, that we could uh, bring those folks together and uh, and then act as a sort of external mentors for uh, from a research perspective. So that's how it initially got started. And then, um, but we realized that we had a, you know already had a mentoring group uh, within East, and um, we thought, okay, well, what could we do differently than that? And so. Uh, and then we came around with an idea of, well, why can't we provide certain um, uh, uh, advice 
and then ongoing around around a research specific research project. So if somebody needed statistical support, for example, we might be able to help them with that. Um, but some of the logistics of figuring that out also got to be a, a little um, daunting. So we thought, well, you know, maybe something we could do um, that would fill a real need and, and increase the research productivity of not only the people um, who are members of EAST, but of EAST itself is to take ideas um, that folks have and uh, try to help them um, develop those ideas uh, into uh, an, a research project that can be carried out over the next, you know, couple of years. Um, and uh, we would do this in sort of an intense way and uh, uh, and kind of borrowed from, from uh, hackathons um, where a piece of software or groups of uh, software developers get together and, and work on a type of, uh, you know, a, a project or a group of projects um, and try to develop those over over a very short period of time, um, you know, with intense focus, that we would do the same with uh, maybe a, a nascent research idea from a young investigator and help them take that at, from an idea phase all the way through to, uh, um, you know, having a final product in a very short, as far as a, a research plan uh, in a very short period of time. That's that's how I would characterize it. Um, I don't know if Jason want want to add anything else. No, I think that's exactly what we're what we're trying to do, and uh, you know uh, we really have those two those two core ideas the the idea of the hackathon, uh, which we're well on our way to developing, and then the other idea is the research support division, uh, so to speak, of of East, and how can we you know uh, identify a core group of people within the organization that can provide services or help. Uh, young scientists on specific tasks, not quite a mentorship idea, but say someone needs help with statistics or help with filling out IRB for the first time or what have you, how can we match those people together with people that have been successful in our organization with that in the past? So so in your guys' eyes, did, did you see a huge unmet need out there for this? And do you see a lot of or you think there are a lot of young investigators who who just don't have that kind of support at their institution? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll 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 tell you that um, one of the biggest things I think you see, particularly when you start looking and scoring some of these research applications that East gets, is that you've got a lot of really great ideas, but they're not really well developed. And that may be from lack of mentorship. That may be just you know, it's my first time submitting a grant, so to speak, or my first time submitting a proposal. Uh, and I think. You know, the scholarships are great, but the people who win the scholarships typically have a, a fair amount of mentorship already, and they also typically have a very well-thought-out, well-planned idea because those are competitive. And so the question becomes is how can we help more than just the one person who already has a great foundation uh, and a great base to build off of? And this is one of the ideas for the hackathon, for example, is let's get a group of motivated young people together with a group of of people of different levels of experience, of different areas of experience, and how can we come up with some, you know, innovative research ideas, but also help them develop, you know, a strong foundation and plan going forward for working on those research ideas. And so, so Ben, who's, who's the uh, target for this program? Is it, is this something, you know, you think would be great for, Residents, fellows, junior attendings, do you guys have any 
any group you're particularly focused on, or, or can this be anybody? Yeah, I think that um, ideally it would be, you know, a, a junior attending or somebody who's in a, a career transition. Let's say somebody who's in the, you know, maybe they they've not been doing a lot of research, but they want to get into it. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I, so I don't think I'd hate to limit it to just, you know, based on, on age, but I think that the, the person that we had in mind, uh, again, is, you know, somebody with a great idea, somebody at a play at an institution, whether it's, uh, you know, you could, it could be a university or it could be out in the community, um, who does, don't have a built-in, uh, research infrastructure to lean on, or they may not be able to, they may not know how to navigate that research infrastructure um, in order to get, you know, get an idea from, you know, off the ground. And um, you think you talk about the unmet need, and uh, I, I think, you know, we've done a, a few courses at East on, on research, focused on research, and um, oh, you get a lot of questions afterwards, well, how do you how do you do this or how do you do that um, or how can we how can we get this IRB done? And I think people get mired can get mired in the details of getting the, just the overwhelming amount of work that can be have to go into a research project, or they don't think about them enough, which is probably the more common thing. They don't think about well, what do I need to do in order to pull this off? And um, sometimes some guidance to help you know help with the hurdle of getting just getting the idea off the ground is uh is good enough to get them get them moving and um and that's what you know that's and that could be anybody at any stage i think it could be somebody at the at the very beginning of their career or it could be somebody at the uh you know in the middle trying to get get some research done but you know my my thought and i think our initial thought was that this typically would be a junior faculty Okay, so uh, so Dave, what, what do you think about this? Something something you could have used as a uh, you know when you were a brand new attending on a fellowship. I uh, I think uh, I think it's a great idea. We we used to call this a spitball meeting where you'd sit down and you'd kind of hash out your ideas and say, what if we looked at you know so and so, and then other people would kind of chime in, and and I think those things are helpful. I think it it, it especially if you're in a location that maybe doesn't have as many. Uh, People who are interested in research or doesn't have the infrastructure built up or um, maybe everybody's just so darn busy that you can't find a time to sit around and and uh, do this. So I think it's a great idea. So uh, so Ben or, or Jason, we'll throw this out to you. So what, what do you guys see are the, the most common problems or hurdles uh, that you think you can help these people with? I mean, like you talked about, you'll see some of these applications. They might have a great idea, but – some of the pieces aren't in place, and, and what do you think are those those key pieces that you see missing a lot of times, or, or the key pieces that you can help fill in with this program? Uh, so I think two of the key pieces that are missing. One is uh, kind of an, an organization, um, and uh, think about it somewhat as a systematic approach. They've got you know idea A, and they're jumping to conclusion D but they miss steps B and C somewhere in the middle. And I think when you're sitting down with a group of 10 or 12 people kind of going through these different research ideas, that's where, you know, you pick up, oh, wait a second, I forgot to ask this on my, on my survey or look at this in my data or run this experiment to prove those different steps. 
And so I think that's where we really, you know, you can kind of get lost a bit if you don't have, you know, a group of, you know, five or six people that can really sit down and spitball ideas uh, and kind of kind of help uh, develop these these things, uh, to, you know, as you as you get towards submitting grants or applying for grants or finishing up your your protocols or what have you. So I think that's one of the biggest things we can help. And two, you know, you see people that have a kernel of an idea, but they've not really um, looked at what's been done previously, maybe, or they've got, you know, this is this is what I want to do, but I don't know exactly how to do it, or I haven't seen anybody do anything similar. Where do I go and what do I do? And I think that's when you bring people of different levels of experience to the table and say, well, you know, we did this, for example, at Indiana uh, with, with, with Ben, and this is how it worked for us, so maybe we can apply what we did in the past to this idea, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, a, a significant support for that research idea. So I think those are two big things that, you know, we kind of, in an academic setting, take for granted. You know, we all have, you know, you know partners and, and, and other people around the department that can kind of sit and talk. But there are a lot of young, you know, trauma uh, faculty out there that don't have that. And so how can we kind of help support that going forward? And how about you, Ben? What are some of the co big common deficiencies you see in uh, some of the research ideas or plans? Yeah, I would say um, I, I'd agree a lot with what uh, Jason said. Uh, I think, um, you know, not wasting your time doing something that's been done a thousand times is, uh, is you know, a good thing. And um, But uh, I'd say the, the most common problem that I see with not only, you know, research, you know, just really with the Center for Re Outcomes Research and Surgery here and people come in who are, you know, don't have a lot of experience with outcomes or clinical type of research, that they don't, they don't think through the problem um, and come up with really, you know, s sort of the smart hypothesis, something, some, you know, relatively straightforward that uh, is testable and measurable. Um, I mean, you, you think you have a good hypothesis, but when you really start, you know, thinking about it and then how that fits into a bigger picture and a kind of a conceptual model, like, you know, what are you trying to get at here? Um, I think it's probably the most important thing to focus on, really a very good question or a couple of questions, and then figuring out ways that you're going to measure it, and then, um, you know, if you're going to need to supply any kind of special statistical test to it or, um, you know, that's one thing. And then the second thing, I think, is uh, feasibility. So, you know, different people have different um, timelines for feasibility. So, like, if you, you know, for me, if I were to run a randomized controlled trial that was going to take, you know, three to five years to get it complete and then reported, um, and once I had funding, you know, that's not a big deal. But if I'm a fellow and I'm trying to get a research project done or I'm, I'm, a, or I'm a young faculty member and I need to show some research productivity, that's probably not the best first option. You, know, you should probably think of something else that you could do. So I think trying to take that into account as well, like, you know, what are the goals? You know, what are your career goals? You know, and how does this particular project fit in with your overall career goals and to help you achieve whatever that is? And, um, you know, taking into account that person's timeline in addition to what's practical from a funding or um, data availability standpoint. Um, 
and then uh, you know sometimes having some experience um, you know can help you do help you figure out well that's not going to work out so well or you know what actually you know calling these patients and getting follow up on them is really not that hard you know on 15 or 20 patients you could completely do that that's not a problem sure. you want to do it on 15,000 patients probably not practical <laughs> you know so <laughs> I mean I think just helping people sort through well what's you know what's a practical thing to do and what's not. Yeah, and actually, I I love that answer about even starting with the fundamental question because because I agree. You see that so many times. Of I have this idea, and well, that's already been done, you know, a thousand times. Do we need another paper on lap coli for acute cholecystitis? Uh, so so even just shaping that initial question of well, that might not be a good question, but here's an area you can really focus on. So so tell me how you guys are are planning on identifying uh, the the people for this program who you're going to help mentor. Sure. So I, so this is our first year uh, doing this um, for our hackathon. And what we decided this year was to use or try and identify people that had submitted uh, some type of proposal to either the research scholarship, the multi-center trial um, uh, group, uh, or the Templeton scholarship. And there were a couple reasons for that. One, it showed some level of of um, work ethic, for example, and on their own part. And so they've developed, they've shown us already that they're willing to try and work to start their research career. And so when we're looking at the first time through, we want to identify people that if we give them an idea and we kind of help them develop this project, are they going to see this through to fruition? And so identifying those people at least this time was, was easy because we've already identified some of these uh, uh, young men and women who've applied to these these uh, uh, different scholarships and and again so the, these will all be these will all be faculty or attendings so yes. will, or will any of those be fellows or residents this year no uh, next year yes because well after we see how this year goes again this being the first time we're doing this we're gonna we will probably um, change this a bit uh, moving forward, uh, but I think for the first year through, this is going to be uh, basically new attendings within their first couple years of either becoming a trauma surgeon uh, or finishing fellowship. Okay, and, and is this going to be limited to clinical projects, or are you guys looking at helping people with basic science, animal projects all across the board? All across the board. Uh, so uh, we've you know, identified a group of about eight. Uh, we're going through our voting and evaluation right now with our with our organization group, uh, and we've got some from multi-center trials. We've got some from the Templeton uh, scholarship applicants, and we've got some from the research applicants. Uh, so you've got ideas from uh, uh, violence prevention all the way up through basic science, uh, you know, hemorrhage shock models and mice. And so you kind of run this entire gamut of ideas, and the, and the and the point of all of this is, is we bring a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different ideas into one room, and we try and come up with some great ideas for these people to start to develop. And I think you know that diversity, you know, bringing a different uh, uh, opinion, bringing a different set of experiences together, really can kind of help round out these ideas and formulate these ideas uh, well. Ben, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say that, um, you know, I think that we, the way we developed this 
the the hackathon really was um, using some of the principles from you know the Silicon Valley type of hackathon, where uh, you know you may come with an initial idea, but it may morph into a you know something completely different. So I would uh, depending on you know how the you know how the group feels that it needs to move, and um, so uh, you know you could have somebody who's got a basic science. A project that may turn into a clinical project, for example, or um, so I don't think we're going to limit, you know, just to basic science or you know clinical or some sort of translational project. It could be, it could really be anything. But um, you know, the initial idea, the way we're going to try to run the meeting, is have a uh, a time for um, you, know, you give your pitch um, and then some uh, some quick feedback. Um, Based on those pitches, and then uh, sort of organize around those different ideas that are brought forward from from sort of this pitch meeting, and then over the next day or you know day basically um, develop that idea uh, into something that they can take home and basically plug and play, um, either send to an IA cook or get an IRB project moving along, and then uh, uh, you know get that project. You know, off the ground, so they will leave with something tangible. Okay, so so you guys have mentioned this hackathon a couple times. Let's let's go into that in some detail. So so what exactly is this hackathon uh, going to entail? Uh, you know, when is the first one, and and how exactly is that going to work? You know, if if I'm if I'm this junior investigator and and I'm selected for this hackathon, what am I in for? Uh, if you're the junior investigator, you're in for a day and a half of a lot of work, would be my uh, short answer to that. Uh, however, um, I think it's going to be a pretty unique opportunity. Um, we're going to have our first one, I believe, in April the 25th and the 26th. It'll be in conjunction with the East board meeting, uh, the spring board meeting, I should say. And what we'll do is basically we're going to identify five uh, participants. And from those five, with those five participants, we're going to invite uh, about 10 different faculty members from uh, all levels of experience. And what we'll do is get everybody in a room together. We're going to start developing these ideas. Uh, we're going to come up with other ideas. Um, basically, you know, a bit of anything goes. If you've ever gotten on YouTube and looked up a hackathon for any of these computer software sites or for uh, any of the um, Silicon Valley type um, talks that you'll see, uh, you can see it's kind of variable. And what comes out of this uh, will have been said be uh, hopefully a research idea. So we've structured it so that we go from kind of broad research ideas to specific research ideas to how do we develop those ideas and then getting really down into the nuts and bolts from statistical analysis to uh, uh, forms and, and what have you and how do we get those through the IRB, uh, so to speak. Okay, uh, and and how are you uh, selecting your faculty for this? Uh, so there's a, there's a group of four of us: uh, myself, Ben, uh, Jose Pasquale, and uh, Rob Winfield. Uh, uh, Jose is uh, in charge of the multi-center trials group at East, and Rob's in charge of our research section. Um, and so what we'll do is uh, we've identified a list of about 18 uh, different um, uh, potential faculty members. Um, we're going to start placing calls here within the next few weeks to see who's interested, who's not interested, and um, basically begin to develop the list of what we call our hackers, the people who are going to help us come up with these ideas. 
Okay, and so you said it's going to be a, a day and a half. And, yes, sir. And uh, would I expect to walk out of there with a fully fleshed out project and, and IRB protocol, you know, set and ready to go? Yes. So, and that's our plan is basically to come up with uh, not just the broad idea, but also the nuts and bolts. And this is what we're going to do. If, for example, you're going to say, I want to send out a survey, for example, we do help you develop that survey. What questions should you ask? How should you score it? What kind of information do you want from your responders? Uh, all of those things are kind of set and ready to go by the end of of this session. So I think, you know, you it's it's the old, you know, revise, revise, revise. Uh, you'll go from group to group and then have the large group kind of commenting and um, we'll have dinner together and kind of uh, kind of network and how did we come up with this, what's worked for us in the past, and, and see how we can develop some of these ideas for these young men and women. And, uh, and Ben, do you think a day and a half is, is enough time to get all that accomplished? I mean, I think if, if you um, – I mean, it's not going to be – you're not going write to a, write a grant in a day and a half, um, and it's not going to be – you know, all the grants and the ship pieces aren't going to be put together. But uh, But I bet you – in a day and a half, you can have um, a pretty well thought out idea that you can have some testable and measurable hypotheses um, developed and that you can do some, you know, if not, you know, a good, like if you need a power analysis, I mean, you could, you could do all these things and um, have a very good uh, product to leave with. And then once you have that, I mean, ideally, it'd be ready to submit to an IRB and ready to get off the ground. But, um, you know, it may need a little more iteration um, in order to to get to be perfect, or there might be a, a spot that you need to do a little more research on before you can complete it. But um, but I think ideally, we'd have, you know, projects that are, you know, you know quote, shovel ready, you know, we'd want them to come out, you know, with something that would be be ready to go now, and that's going to be an intense, you know, day and a half. It's going to try to keep um, keep everybody on task and focused. Uh, I think will probably be the, the one of the biggest challenges. And when you talk about um, the group of people that we're trying to pull together, it's not just uh, sort of, you know, all trauma surgeons. Um, you know, we're trying to bring people from the outside uh, with uh, you know, accomplished researchers from from outside of trauma. Uh, as well to try to, um, you know, invigorate the group and keep us from having too much, uh, you know, group think. Sure. So you, you mentioned you're you're pulling this group of applicants from people who have applied for, you know, scholarships or the multi-center trials uh, and didn't get it. So is, is there going to be a piece of this that's going to also help assist with getting potential funding for these projects? Because if they come out of it and they still don't have funding and it's something that needs funding, uh, is there going to be a plan to help them with that? Yeah, so I think that's part of this. And I think as we look to the future, for example, um, this is about uh, trying to maximize the investment that EAST is going to put forward in these young researchers. So, for example, if we come up with five ideas and then we identify – hey, this would be a great project for you to submit to EAST, but also, for example, to AAST. Or perhaps, you know, this would be an, a great project to uh, send to the uh, American Surgical Association. Uh, they have young uh, researcher support. And so I think all of these different 
organizations have some type of funding or help for a young researcher. And I think if we can help develop some of these ideas, make them stronger, help giving them a better chance um, in those competitions, we can kind of help uh, not just members of East, but also kind of help fulfill a lot of different organizations, you know, trying to get them small, smart, uh, well-thought-out, you know, achievable research projects in, in their application process. All right. And uh, Dave, do you have any other questions about the hackathon? Yeah, just, you know, uh, and this may be the cynical part of me, but um, what sort of uh, safeguards do you have in place? You know, I, I could see some people being worried maybe I don't want to bring in my best ideas to this thing because I don't want people to poach them. I don't want people to steal them from me. Maybe that maybe I'm living in a dark universe. <laughs> well, and especially, especially with Ben Zarzar involved because he's been well known to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You know, I think, you know, yes, I, I guess I suppose that Ben and I could steal everybody's ideas uh, moving forward. But I think if you look at, at who we're trying to invite, uh, particularly as the hackers, for example, um, one, I, I hope we come up with a lot more than, say, just five ideas out of this conference. If we develop five ideas but we come up with ten that could be, you know, possibilities down the road, I think that would be great. That just gives more people uh, an idea to develop some research. Uh, but I also think that the people that are that are kind of weighing in on these applications are well down the road as far as their own research plans, uh, and you know I'm doubtful that they'll be looking to poach off uh, a young researcher's idea because they probably have enough stuff going on their own uh, that uh, doing one more is not going to make a difference. I hope that's the case at least. Yeah, I mean I would, I would agree with the same thing. I mean you know we I, I don't think that that's a you know, you have to think about that kind of thing. Um, you know, anytime I send a, a grant into the NIH or the DOD or wherever I'm sending it, I always worry, hmm, you know, who's going to read it and who's going to, who's going to, you know, what's going to happen with it. But um, so, you know, time's going to tell if that happens, right? So if we start to see, you know, Dr. Gershnerbitz come out with, and he was a, a hacker, and then all of a sudden he's got 15 papers on the, all, it just happened to be, I mean, you know, I'll know it. Um, mm -hmm. Jason will know it. All the other people that were there will know it. And, um, you know, that's the kind of, I think, the kind of behavior that we wouldn't really want to tolerate. Um, and that's just, you know, that's not in the spirit of what we're trying to do. So that's not something that I think anybody would, would want to have happen. And I also kind of agree with Jason that, you know, frankly, we're trying to get some people who, you know, down the road in their own research careers. So, I mean, I've got more stuff than I know what to do with. <laughs> you know, it's just I don't need any. I don't need any other ideas. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, it's just not. You know, I'm, I feel, and that's the kind of people we're trying to get. Um, you know, get to get to come to this to try to uh, try to do that, and, and the spirit is to help. And I think the other thing is is to build and expand. You know, research capacity within trauma surgeons and expose them to folks who, you know, who are accomplished researchers, and they may not have ever had an opportunity for that. So that's, you know, we want to build some capacity. We want to increase the, the research portfolio and outcome uh, and the work that's being done by members of EAST. And, um, you know, that helps, uh, you know, that helps EAST. And, um, uh, and I think, um, you know, we want to have other tangible outcomes from this. Um, you know, we want to have projects. We want to see funding come through. We want to help people do these things. 
And uh, again, we're trying to recruit people who are the hackers who want to see people's careers forward and want to help them and really, you know, as much altruism as you possibly can, um, you know, try to try to look at it from that standpoint. Um, you know, I, I think we'd be doing if we get one or two funded studies out of out of ten ideas, that would be that would be great. And we'd love to see ten funded studies, ten great ideas. So, so this is obviously an in-person process, which you know has its own you know logistical requirements. Uh, and somebody might say, well, you know, why, why not just do this virtually now? You know, we can do video teleconferences. You know, we can do Skype, et cetera. Uh, do you think it's important that this this be an in-person process? Absolutely. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I, there is literally nothing that can replace. I mean, for me, it's my Thursday morning lab meeting. I'm sitting down with myself, my PhD, my my lab techs, my students, and my residents that are in lab, and you sit there and you, in person, laugh, cry, beat up each other's ideas, you know, what have you. And I think that interaction, you cannot replace that virtually. It's just you, you miss out on so much uh, by not having that kind of face-to-face, -face, personal interaction with people. Uh, and besides, it's good to unplug sometimes. <laughs> Get outside. As I tell my son, turn it off, go outside, see people. Uh, and I think that, that that still holds true for all of us. Any thoughts on that, Ben? No, I mean, I totally agree. I think it's essential to move away from your usual environment, to be in a place where you're focused on one thing, and to uh, be with a group of people who, um, and, and, you know, have the physical proximity so you can walk over and talk to somebody or or uh, see their face, um, you know, watch their hand motions. You know, I think that all that stuff's very – that social piece is important. And, frankly, the networking that will come out of this um, I think will be invaluable to not only the, you know, to the, to the hackers and, I mean, the people who are asking to, you know, come help, but also uh, to the junior faculty, who the people that they'll get to meet and interact with expand their network um, of people and I think that that's I think that's key yeah I agree and and, and in fact I, I think that would be a huge benefit even to somebody who is at a big research institution mm -hmm. where they've got some high-powered researchers there I, I mean just just because how often will you get the undivided attention of any of those people you know for a day or a day and a half uh, so so I agree a hundred percent with that um, yeah, that's that's one of my questions. Is uh, I think you're going to be you're going to have people wanting to storm the gates here. You're gonna, how are you going to? I mean, there's going to be so many people who are interested in this process. I think uh, you're going to have a an interesting problem on your hands. Uh, if that is our problem in year two, I will happily accept that. Um, <laughs> I would agree. You know, I think that would be outstanding. And and really, you know, if this pays off and we get a lot of of, of you know return on this investment. There's no reason we can't expand this and make this larger. I think we've kept this small on purpose, um, but we can always, you know, try a little bit larger next time. It, it all depends on how well things move through our, our first time through. God, you, you think about it. This this could even be a, a process itself that could potentially get some grant funding. Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's something, you know, we've kind of thought about at the beginning is, um, you know, if this is a – uh, and something we want to, you know, I think, 
I think it's it's a publishable thing too. You know, this this process um, could produce has the potential to produce some some great research, and there's there's some funding that could go along to build the infrastructure um, to help carry it on. If it you know if if we can if we could show that it that the process itself works, um, you know, then then we might be able to because this is a new innovative type of idea um, uh, for developing a research project. And um, so, I, I, I mean, I honestly think it is, you know, I mean, I'm biased, but, but I, mean, I think it's something we could definitely uh, look at for the future. But that, again, you know, we, we need, just like any project, we need some preliminary data to show that it, uh, to show that it works. And we need to work out a few kinks, I'm sure. Sure. So, so I actually went back and looked through the, uh, the East board books for the last couple of years, uh, just looking through how this InvestC proposal started and developed. So let me ask you, in, in some of the, uh, the initial ones, there was a plan for what was called a shark tank panel that was going to, some of these ideas would get presented to and, and, you know, you would, uh, this panel would review these ideas and, you know, comment on them, change them, tell them it's a good idea, bad idea. Uh, is is that still part of the process, or uh, is there any plan for that aspect of it? Well, I think that that's going to be kind of rolled into the hackathon, for example. So there's going to be sessions there where you're basically going to stand up and these are some ideas, or this is how we're going to develop that idea, and you're going to have to do that in front of the 10 or 12 people that are going to be there kind of helping to develop those ideas. And so uh, I think we kind of rolled that in. You know how the ideas kind of change over time. Uh, but I think that's going to be part of this whole process. Yeah, I mean, and just just an uh, additional thought. I mean, you know, if if we develop some, you know, whatever we want to call research support, you know, services or a group within um, within East, you know, something that that we could do is convene a, a group of uh, of uh, sharks, I guess, to um, help people with the vetting of ideas um, when they have an idea. Uh, that needs to, you know, kind of be run through a little bit. And that's something I think you probably could do um, virtually. And that could be a service or a group of – or something that East could offer from as far as a, you know, a research support uh, group. And and that, that wouldn't necessarily – it wouldn't inquire, require the intense um, interaction, but that's something that could develop down the road. But I think, it, like Jason said, this is something we decided to roll up into the uh, – to the hackathon idea, and uh, uh, and really focus on you know five to ten people, five to ten ideas, and develop them um, as best we could in the time we had, as fast as we can. Okay, so let's assume we the hackathon is happening in April. It goes great. Everyone leaves with a project. They're all happy. What's the future plan? this program or your your immediate future and then your your big picture idea so I think the immediate future uh, is you know uh, East is going to try and fund this this year and possibly next year depending on how things go um, and I think the long term is we're going to try have to try and find some way to make this more sustainable uh, and it's not that you know East can't fund it but if we're going to try and make this larger, if this really catches on and is something we want to try and push, uh, then I think, you know, we're going to have to try and find some external support and funding wherever that may come from. And so I think from our standpoint, uh, really uh, 
and a long-term goal, how can we move this along and trying to get the best return uh, and get some investment into this uh, from other people? Sure. And uh, Ben, what's your thoughts about the next steps with this? Yeah, I mean, I think um, we can't just send the send the folks out into the uh, without any any support. So I think we'll, you know, at the at the end of the very end of the the hackathon, they're going to have a timeline, and we'll try to hold people to it. Best, you know, obviously stuff happens that, that gets you off your timeline, but we try to hold people to the timeline that we we developed at the at the time of the hackathon when they leave, um, and to make sure things push along. And so I think short term goals would be to you know, get some of these projects completed and have them, you know, get them published um, would be the idea um, and get it out there. Um, that's short-term project or short-term. In the, in the long-term, you know, I'd really like to see, you know, East have this as one of a, one of a, a sort of a, um, a smorgasbord of, of research-related um, uh, su- support products that that are out there this being one of them you know maybe a shark tank type of thing or you know i could see us you know once we have enough capacity to be able to you know help with you know help people with a a first run through or review of a grant for an external reviewer i mean there's all kinds of things that 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 we could do to help increase the quality of the research that gets done so i think that ideally we develop a whole you know suite of uh, of services that that could be offered to folks who don't have access to that at their own institution. Yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things that there it is so much more difficult to achieve funding, um, to move uh, grant ideas through a system now than it used to be. Uh, and I think East is kind of uniquely positioned uh, with our group, uh, not just the young fellows and residents and young attendings, uh, but also, you know, you still have people that are well into their careers, uh, that are chairmen at different places, that are still involved, uh, still come to the East meetings regularly. And I think having that large group of people to kind of help support these places really puts East in a position to really help young investigators uh, where other other institutions can't do that. Sure. Okay. And Dave, any other uh, final questions before we wrap it up? No, it sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, comes of all this. Yeah, so so I I think it's a great idea. It's a great program. We we look forward to hearing uh, about how the first hackathon goes. And then uh, any comments for any listeners who are listening and and thinking, you know, God, that's that that's some help or support I could really use. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's like I said, this year they're coming out of our our, our scholarship, so it's always uh, uh, important uh, to take those first steps. Uh, and sometimes you have to step out and you know do your own research proposals uh, and really applying to different institutions like East uh, can kind of help start that process. And uh, I would always urge everyone out there if you're going to be considered for research or want to do research. Uh, really kind of push and try to try and get involved in some of these organizations through that research perspective. Uh, and I think if this goes well, the sky's the limit for what we can do uh, with this project. All right. Any final comments, Ben? Yeah, I would just say, you know, I just encourage you, you know, anybody who's, there's no bad ideas, you know, let's, I think you just get the ideas out there and, uh, and then refine them and uh, go from there. And then, you know, 
just showing a little bit of initiative by even even if you've never applied before for something or you know filling out that form on the east website and sending it in you know or whatever you know whatever the process that we end up doing to try to solicit uh things for this just make that first step that's the most important thing don't don't sit on your you know don't sit back in your office and go god i have this great idea but i don't know it's worrisome i'm how am i going to write this just do your best job just do your best just put something down on a piece of paper and send it in it doesn't have to be perfect and that's 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 what we're trying to do we're trying to help people get from you know simple idea to something that can be can be turned into a research project but you have to make the first step Okay, well that sounds great, and uh, I really want to thank uh, you, Ben, and, and Jason, for joining us and, and telling us about this exciting new East program. We uh, we all look forward to hearing hearing more about it and seeing it grow along with East. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you guys having us on to talk about it. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, thank you so all much. Right. Definitely appreciate it. And that wraps up another edition of TraumaCast, brought to you by the online education section of the Eastern Association for the Surgery of Trauma. You can check out all of the great educational and career development resources available on the East website at www.east.org. And make sure you subscribe to the TraumaCast series so you don't miss any of our exciting upcoming programs and interviews. So if you're searching for cutting-edge science and research, professional education, networking and building relationships, and career development, Remember that all you need to do is look to the east.